Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I'm in an odd mood right now. Number one, the news in the news cycle this week in terms of the national political narrative just once again goes to prove that large, in mass. I'm speaking generally here. I'm not talking about Bobby or Tommy or Susie or Sally or your mom or your sister or your brother or your uncle or your grandfather. I'm not talking about particular people. I'm talking about us and the things we choose to talk about as the people who apparently rule in this country. We're a bunch of blanking morons. Obsessed with scandal. We're boobs. And petty partisan bickering. Constant bad faith and hypocrisy. And this isn't anything new under the sun. I've talked about it plenty, but sometimes it just gets to you. You're right, Southernwood. We're a bunch of boobs. What say you, Mr. Spotlow? Boobs. Yes. And speaking of that, it brings us to the first story of the night. That has nothing to do with the bourgeoisie up in Washington running things. The nincompooper is strong. No. Bunch of ding-dongs is Can't what be they handsy are. Yeah, a bunch man. of ding-dongs, a bunch of butt munches up there. Weirdos. Ass hats. I'm a hugger. I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever sniffed a strange woman's hair? Man. Because if you haven't, you haven't lived. I, I, I've, I've sniffed women's hair that I know. I will stop picking on my Joseph Biden. That's kind of Joe I'm Biden is a serious. wonderful man. I'm serious as a heart attack, swear. That's, that's the difference, though. It's people that you know. No, it's like, oh my God, your hair smells so good. Right, but you uh, know the person. Yeah, of course. Because if I didn't, then I'm getting stabbed or smacked. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. Rightfully so. Maybe, you know, I'm sure in your, your drunken days, not recently. That's why I said stabbed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but sometimes people get drinking, strangers become friends immediately. And nah, get, that, that doesn't count. You get some love and touch and squeezing. It, it just adds to the, like, levels of Journey's love and touch and squeezing's playing yeah. in the background. I mean, sure. it just gets you in that mood. But the first story of the night, when we're talking about all the boobs in this country... All the morons. But I mean boobs in the other way. The way that, well... (laughs) A young teacher, 25 years old, she loved her job. She was right right about to be up for tenure. So she had started young and loved her job. Loved every morning getting up and going to teach middle middle school age kids, which... God bless that woman, because I remember being a middle-aged, or not middle-aged, middle school kid, junior high. 
Good Lord. Like I said, I'm in a weird mood tonight. I'm all worked up. Ah! All worked up. It's WrestleMania week. Game of Thrones is coming out soon. Avengers is culminating. The new Joker trailer is oh. awesome. And we still have a bunch of boobs in DC. Oh. I totally forgot to bring you something for WrestleMania. God. We'll have to do it later in the week. Anyway, this teacher adored, loved her job teaching middle school kids. Sixth, seventh, eighth grade was about, like I said before, to be up for tenure. We need people like that. Young people that actually love a very difficult job. But right before she got tenure, she was fired. Mm. Did she do something in the classroom? No. Did she chastise a kid after school too much and the parents found that she was too heavy-handed? No. Was she in one of these dark, cynical moods like I'm in tonight? And the kid goes, what did you think of my essay paper? This is I want to be an author, a writer, a fiction writer when I grow up. It's like, yeah, maybe you should do something else with your life, kid. No, she didn't do that. School bus. Went on the bus and mm-hmm. did something. No. Didn't go on the school bus either. No. Went on kids' okay. Facebook and printed the pictures they had on Facebook. And no. Showed them. Nope. No, none of this. None of this. Okay. Thinking all the possible reason teachers that don't have tenure could get fired. No, what she did, well, it's her past that came back to haunt her. You know, we've, we live in a digital age. And the temptations are new and plentiful. <laughs> and sometimes, folks... In this new digital age with temptations that are new and plentiful, when you're in a relationship, all the way from, you know, friends with benefits to deeply involved and, you know, we're going to be married forever and ever. Sometimes one of the people, one of the individuals as part of the couple requests via text, send me a picture. What kind of picture? Well, you know what I'm talking about. What, like, go, <gasps> like what you're eating for supper? No. Or, no, no, no. You, I'll see that you're, on your Instagram, baby. This picture's just for us. Oh, like one of your pets? No, no, no. That's kind also of. for Instagram, baby. Are you this uh, dumb? I can't believe I've been with you this long. What's in me? What your vehicle looks? Oh, you just washed your vehicle. No. What it looks like no. now that it's washed? That's a great feeling, though, it. especially when you've like polished the wheel wells. Oh, mm. Yeah. Send me a picture of them rims. <laughs> no. That was a good one, Seth. I'm trying. (laughs) Send me a picture of those rims. Let me see that muffler. Mm. That chrome muffler, freshly polished. Mm. A picture of your children graduating from kindergarten? No, no, no. I'll put it bluntly. Take your shirt off. Let me see them. Okay. She sent a topless photo to her boyfriend years before. Back to this teacher who's 25 years old. Very good looking, too. So you can only imagine. Well, it wasn't left to the imagination of her students or the school administration and faculty for long. That boyfriend she sent the topless photo to, soon, sooner rather than later, it, didn't, it wasn't meant to be, guys. It wasn't marriage material. 
he became her ex-boyfriend. And so right before she was about to get tenure for this job she loved, and we need people like that, this topless photo of her somehow found its way in front of the eyeballs of some of her young male students. Now, I don't know if you remember being a middle school boy, but that's when things start to happen. I mean, when you're younger than puberty, you, you think about it, maybe you might be a little intrigued depending on what the culture's throwing at you. But whether or not the culture is Puritan or like sex all day, every day, when you hit a certain age, it's like it, Joe Rogan has a whole bit about this. It's like, I remember. Yeah, he's like, it, what if you like took a guy and you kept him away from like women for like his entire life? And then you showed him pictures of naked women and he'd be like, I remember. I remember the old ways. Jon Snow. <laughs> so this picture of this very attractive 25-year-old middle school teacher gets into the hands and in front of the eyeballs of her middle school students. In particular, hot and bothered boys that are just starting to, well... Touch their phones. No, feel their oats. What a great <laughs> idiom. And so they fire the teacher over this. By the way, this the ex-boyfriend used to be a teacher at in the school district. Ooh, that's dirty. No longer with the school district. Now this is. Now I'm not familiar with this story. I just want to make sure that I'm on the same page with you. This is something she did even before she began teaching. I'm not sure of that. It was several. But it years was something she did while she personally. It, yes. A private text. It was a private text message of a topless photo to her then boyfriend from phone to phone. Not. Yes. Put on... Right. She did not want it released, obviously. She only wanted it for the eyes of her lover. I heard the greatest advice today. Uh, there was a lady sitting right where <gasps> Seth is sitting. I heard it. And she said... Great advice. But I didn't know Never, ever, ever, ever take and send a picture that you don't want on a mailer. What is that? Well, I'm in trouble. It, but 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 I mean that's what's a mailer? But you like a like if you're running for office campaign. and and if I'm running against Seth uh-huh. and I say, "Hell, look, here's a mailer. Here's what Seth is sending out on you know the internet somewhere." Oh, never the- take a picture, even if you think it's private. It's not private. Oh yeah, because as soon as you push send, everybody gets it. Exactly right. Right. I guess I'm in trouble. I'm never running for office. <laughs> anyway. I'm camera shy. Anyway. You know, I usually only give private showings, but, you know. <laughs> you can only put up a resistance so much after being solicited. you got to earn this. Don't ever send anything unsolicited. Good God. Oh, no. That's creepy. That that's creepy. bad name than, for every guy right there. Yeah, you know, it's creepier than Joe Biden. But here, the name of this young woman is Lauren Miranda. She was first told in January of this year that a male student had a topless selfie of the 25-year-old math teacher. The principal of New York's Bellport Middle School confronted Miranda with that information, and soon after, she was put on paid administrative leave. Her lawyer claims that school administrators told her that she could not keep her job at the school because the picture made her a poor role model for students. Yeah, because none of the students do that. Right. Uh-huh. None of them. Right. Zero. Well, no, but it's not about what the students do. It's about being you know, a role model. It's about mm-hmm. being better 
than the mm-hmm. riffraff that's out there. All these stupid boobs. Man, that's like firing a teacher for smoking, saying, well, you're going to make the kids smoke. You know how many cigarettes I smoked at Hooper Academy during break? Right. Back around behind the gym where all us smokers met and hung out. Well, but she's not letting this, you know, she's not laying down and taking this. Last week, the school board fired her in a closed-door meeting. On Monday, she took steps to sue the South Country School District. Yeah. As well, she The superintendent and the board of education members for $3 million claiming gender discrimination. Quote, my career has been ruined. My reputation has been tarnished. I have been stigmatized. Everything I have worked so hard for since I was 18 years old has been stolen from me because of one innocuous selfie. The photo was taken in 2016 and sent by cell phone to another teacher in the school district whom she was dating at the time. Miranda says she has never posted the photo anywhere and is not sure how it got into the hands of the student. In court documents, Miranda claimed that the school districts refused the school district refused to conduct a full and adequate investigation but fired her based upon her gender. The teacher had met with the school board twice before it fired her. She wants to be reinstated in her job and again paid damages of three million dollars. Her attorney, John Ray, contends that the matter comes down to antiquated ideas of women and their bodies, calling the district and superintendent quote unquote backward. What's the problem with the picture, Ray told the Washington Post. When you look at it and compare it with a man's picture, there's no problem. The only distinction is that her nipples can suckle children. His can't. The school district declined to comment. And it's unclear again how the student obtained the photo. And it's not just one student at this point. we got to assume. I don't know that for a fact, but come on. Uh, well, I mean, you think about it. Little Joey in eighth uh, grade is like, oh, this is Miss Smith. Everybody. Right, right exactly. But we didn't have that when we were in school. Or at least I didn't. I mean, I didn't have the ability to send pictures until I was a grown man with several children. I just learned the hard way that you got to be careful about what you go and look up in the library computer. You see, we didn't have library computers. Yeah, we we had microfish. You had to go and oh. scroll through the microfish and pull. Seriously. Right. And, well, and she says, what message are we sending? Are we sending to people? And girls in particular at the school. Who've maybe had their photos airdropped all over the high school and sent all over. What message are we sending to them? To roll over when your picture gets exposed without your permission or consent? So how am I now not being a role model to them? And also, apparently, and this is the one thing where school administrators are just, they're boobs, for lack of a better word. Pun intended. I think one of the male administrators said that you can no longer teach boys in the school. You cannot be a teaching model for boys in the school. Like, they, I'm sorry, but if I saw... A topless photo of this teacher, and I'm a middle school boy, I'm paying attention to math class. I become the teacher's pet. (laughs) Like, I am like, I like that teacher. Well, and I can see both sides of the argument, but I'm telling you, I had some really very attractive teachers coming up through high school. And... 
Now, had I seen a picture of them, I probably would have looked at it. Well, I ain't no probably to it. You would. I would have, mm. and I would have liked seeing the picture. However, before the digital age, I still imagined what they looked like. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it didn't change my concentration in the class. It had nothing to do with her teaching ability, and they were all freaking dynamite teachers. I'm telling you, they were great teachers and I, when does this stop what's the cutoff date uh, is it, it so she apparently was teaching when she sent this personally to someone else yes if she gets fired for something she did on her personal time three years ago are they going to start going out and saying hey we saw a picture of you or someone observed you stumbling uh, falling down drunk. You're not a good role model. You're a terrible role model for the kids. Mom, you know, you two now, you show up to class to teach and you're stumbling drunk right. or you're wearing oh. something inappropriate. Right. That's two complete well, different no. things. And if you, you took a picture of yourself naked and put it out for all the world to see yourself, I think there's grounds for firing that way, too. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're out on Pornhub right. making weekend films... Maybe you shouldn't be a teacher. I was right. going to say that wasn't that a thing about a month ago. A teacher got fired because years ago she. There's did. been several stories about yeah. that. Yeah, and that's one thing when you put it out yourself for public consumption. Uh huh. But when there. you send a private message to somebody and somehow that private message ends up in the hands of one of your male students, I mean, number one, I think you have a case to say I'm the one who's been wronged here. It's probably in her contract. It'll be interesting to see where the lawsuit goes. If it's in her contract, like moral turpitude, she'll probably not have a case. That's what it's going to come down to because there is a handbook. There's a, a, a handbook that goes along with any public service, and nobody reads it, and you don't know all the ins and outs of it, and that may be written in there, and there may be a loophole that they get by with on that. But I just think it's wrong for anything you do in your private life to affect, you know, your public service. And that's right. it gets more sticky because you're working for the government. Yeah. When when you're you're talking about a school teacher, that's federal funds, state funds, and and so it's just it's a mess, but it's it's a crying damn shame is what it is. Well and it's just frustrating, um, I'm sure for her. Embarrassing, all sorts of things. Well, and it is an interesting movement. I don't. I guess I don't have an issue with it, uh, though I'm not a father of girls, like both of you are. Uh, there are women out there who talk about why can't we go topless just like men if we want to. See, I, and, and see, I don't like that stretch of it. I, I don't. I think it goes back. You remember the old deal where uh, it came before? I, it was some judge, and they were saying. We have to define what pornography is. And he mm-hmm. says, well, I can't come down with a definition, but I know it when I see it. Too much leg? You know it when you see it. Because in that argument mm-hmm. in that case was, <clears throat> what about like medical journals where they're just showing the you, the anatomy and, and that's not pornography. Well, what about National Geographic yeah, when they're talking about indigenous tribes? Depends on how old you are. What about the uh, <laughs> what about the Sears catalog or Victoria's Secret catalog that comes that's to the just house? Cloth, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's but that's that's the deal is it it's just 
it's it's hard. Soon, soon boobs are not going to be nudity. Well, or it still will be, but the stand, this is again, it's the digital age with new and very ever present, pervasive new temptations, and it's well, this is a conversation, a general theme I've been talking about now for nearly a year and a half on this show is the more technology changes the more it's going to make these traditional things we've held to and these changes the traditions have changed before the tech really got going the more the technology keeps going the more it is going to change these conversations yeah it's neat to see how it evolves right well i mean it started with polaroids Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't, if you took a naked picture, they, wouldn't, couldn't, they develop wouldn't develop it. Yeah. Oh, they would, well, they I knew, keep it. Well, I knew a certain shot. The <laughs> yeah, guy yeah, yeah. That's they right. Yeah. Give him My a little, mom you know. was a photo lady. But, I mean, you know, it started with the Polaroids, and you right. could you could get the, the, you know, those things. Because we are, I mean, we are visual, especially men. We are extremely visual, and we just, that's what we yearn Show me. for. And, but I, I do, I, I do my best. And I know my children are all going to mess up and make mistakes, but I try to beat it in their head that, look here, when you take that selfie, and I don't care if it's me singing in the truck right. or, you know, you cooking mushrooms at the house or a naked picture, as soon as you snap that picture and send it to someone, uh, send it to one person, yep. it is out there forever. Yep. yep. And but I think it is so wrong to punish somebody for one single thing that they did, and I'm sure. And, but here's the here is the argument I would throw out there, leaving the more moral questions, kind of basic moral questions, out of it. It's probably there is a moral turpitude part in her contract. I'm sure there is, and if she doesn't matter, and I think the maybe where she can come back with that is I didn't release this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like being sexual with my boyfriend at the time. I didn't think the sob would betray me and yeah. do this. Well, I mean, we all know who broke up with who. Oh, she quit she, him, you know, no, uh-huh. no doubt. You know, and, and it turned just, out that she probably made the right decision if somebody would do that. Yeah, I mean, he's been just being pissy about it. Mm-hmm. Man, it's amazing. This it is amazing to me. Like how, like, I'd never thought these conversations would be going on, but they are. Balake said Nat Geo was Playboy with maps. (laughs) 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 Thank you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. And I made the point earlier this week when we were talking about uh, leggings pride day on the campus of Notre Dame after a mom complained about girls wearing their yoga pants, leggings, and masks. It's distracting. It's distracting to the boys in church. It's like It seems like, ma'am, you're the one looking and probably feeling your age as you look. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily disagree with her. She's got some built-up tension. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I would be like, hey. Well, she said, wear jeans instead. I'm like, that's... It's Here's not again, any better. Let me let you in on a guy's perspective. <laughs> I not can see much, through all of that. <laughs> not much better. Not much better. No, if we went back to Puritan dress, dresses all the way to the ankle, somebody kicked up their leg a little bit, guys would be like, dude, did you see her ankle? Oh, man. You see the outline of her shadow look at that, on that look sun? Look at her, her beautiful ear and neck. Like, dudes are weird. 
That's just how we are. Come no, up with we're not weird. We're just different. We are extremely visual. Slow. Program. That's the way we were created. Not program. We were created. We are visual. And Programmed that's what, in a euphemistic sense. And that makes us different from every other animal on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Every other animal on the face of the earth. Doesn't have the male. The male attracts the female. They're the brilliant Take a bluebird. Mm-hmm. What's a female bluebird? Every other animal. Every other animal on the planet. The male is the one that attracts the female. The uh, I mean, even down to your lizards, they have the red throat and they blow it out and look how big my throat is. Yeah, you know, come here, female, and the female comes to them. That's what's so challenging about turkey hunting. Yeah, turkeys is because Tur- you're pretending to be the female and trying to call the male in and it's challenging because normally the male gets out there and struts right. and shows how big he is and the the female the hens will come to him i don't in the human beings i don't think let me finish different. let me finish human beings men are more visually attracted yes to the female is that's just the way it is i mean i'll just say it right out we like curves, we like big butts, we like big boobs. That's what guys like, a pretty woman. Now, yes, women, they want an attractive husband. I don't don't pigeonhole me into bigness exactly. and voluptuousness. Uh-huh. Women that, right? do prefer an attractive Grandma. man, but they're more and and girls, y'all can call and correct me. Ladies. But but they are more into you know he's got a good job you know he's he's you know right. sustains himself he can protect me even if they don't want to admit it he can protect me he can you know keep the family going he can provide for me that's more of what they they want security more than they just want something hot why you never see a damn 80 year old woman with a 30 year old dude not often but how many 80 year old men right. How old is uh, Melania Trump? Well, much younger than Donald. Exactly. Right. So that's my problem. Yeah, but you see, here she looks at me and she's like, "You ain't protecting nothing from nobody." But here, here's the thing: the last point you made kind of shows that we're. I don't think human beings are that different than other animals, especially in how males compete. And that's where you get the security protection can provide. The I think it's in this day and age, it's success. So men compete with each other in all sorts of different ways. And, mm-hmm. it, well, surprise, surprise, the guys who are really on top of the whether it's politics or athletics or yeah, entertainment or, yeah, it, it, there is some sense of, like, oh, there's a reason groupies are running at, like, you know, rock bands or at the latest. Why they're all groupies, you know, period. Right, exactly. That Yes, women are visually and have been in recent history. It's in the visual context or cue, but... Men are also attracting women and like the things we do, and it's not just looks. It's it's different. It is different, uh, but I don't know if it's that different because you can think of like you know, male of any species competing with one another to impress the female. Well, no, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. There, I mean, you're always going to establish the alpha, who the alpha male is, right? But I'm saying that that 
the human species, we are more visual as males yes. than other species. Everything else is the exact opposite. Well, but how many, I want to ask you this question, because you brought up what guys like visually, and fair enough. I'm not going to deny it, though I'm not necessarily attracted to one particular body type. And at the end of the day... If you don't have a brain, if you can't hold a conversation, if you can't challenge me, Boom, you become point. much less attractive sure. very quickly. Right, exactly. I mean, there's obviously other factors involved there here. There are two yeah. steps in beauty, okay? The first one is what you look at, what doesn't really count, and then what you look like. And then the second one is the personality. Mm. you got to have a beautiful personality, got to be able to hold a conversation, and then that makes the other one better. Well, and also there's a distinction between, and you could use different words for this, but there's a difference between beauty and, like, hot so you could say like your grandmother is beautiful, and not say it in any sort of like white lie sort of way. Like you're not a you, Joe Biden type no, way. No, you're generally that's a beautiful person, <laughs> and you can mean it in terms of looks, like you've taken care of yourself. But that's also personality. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of other things that go into the factor of beauty. Like are you a good person? Like beauty's a more I think better category for defining people. Hot, hot can be tricked. Yeah. Hot can be done through surgery and makeup and like working out and stuff. Like and not saying anything. And it's, it's it's shallow. It's not. It, it's great when beauty and hot go together. Like, but <laughs> hot's the shallow aspect of it. It's more the trigger. And you would hope that relationships aren't based off the shallow aspect, man or woman. It goes both ways. I don't. They should never be based off of it, but they initiate it. Have you ever, yeah. Seth? Have you ever one time in your life? Walked into a club or a bar or something and looked over and seen some ugly-ass girl standing in the corner and go, man, I bet we would hit it off if we just had a great conversation and go talk to her. <laughs> I'm not the guy to say about that because I, I've been in that, t- I mean, like at... No, I'm not saying I'm going to go talk to her because nobody else is talking to her. Originally, I was like, whoa, you know, because I was kind of been alone for a long time. And then after a couple years went by... I, I start those. I like your autobiography right now. Those fuzzy, You're bearing your soul. Those here, sir. fuzzy goggles came off, and I was like, "Uh oh." Yeah, you know, it gets in trouble. And then, but I, mean, I would say that I would say that the visual is the immediate attraction. Yes. But I would agree with Joey when you walk up and you start talking to him. You You're like, okay. uh... I see after a while, and you just walk off and say, you mm-hmm. know, there, there's nothing to them but their looks, because it's yeah. got to be deeper than that. Mm-hmm. You know, it does have to be somebody, but, I mean, and I don't know if it's the pheromones or what it is. It's the smell there's, of their hair. Oh, some people, it's literally... That's kidding. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Biden's doing. He's testing the pheromones. If they, if they use Prail... It's over. And I'm all hand sanitizer. Y'all stop picking on Joe Biden. I love Joe. He's oh. such a... It, Joe can come rub my shoulders and rub his nose on my nose. Give me that Eskimo kiss, Joe. I'm so glad they're going to cut that off from old people because that was so weird being a little kid and some old guy comes up and just manhandles your shoulder. Old women? Too, this still oh. happens to me with older women. Man. They're beautiful, lovers. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the show's brought to you by Eddie Bader. They understand. I mean, maybe you found your way to be an alpha male here. Are you ready? Yeah. For me to do it, I'm going to open this for you. Okay. 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 (coughs) Wait. uh, All right. uh, Go. Hold on. Come on. We're live. 
The Joey Clark Radio Hour is brought to you by Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. 3220662. I don't know if I like that. Say it again now. 3220662. No, but Eddie Bader really can help you out with you finding a little slice of the American dream. Maybe you have found yourself in a position, male or female, where you've, you've found success. You, in a way, are alpha. You're feeling your oats, and you're coming into your own, and you realize, hey, I'd like to own a home. Especially if you hit it big, go live on the lake. Lake. That's where Eddie's living. He can give you a pontoon boat tour. Ooh, it's a nice. lot of fun. Oh, so much fun. You can visit several properties on the lake at once. Or if, you know, maybe you have a little more humble situation in terms of finances, there are still options. You don't have to be stuck renting for the rest of your life. And real estate's a great investment. Long-term investment. A great idea. So, if you're looking to buy a home, even if you're a potential first-time home buyer and never been through the process, Eddie Bader is perfect for you because he's been around the block a few times with this situation. Or if you're looking to sell a house, maybe you got to move, maybe you need a new place where you're selling and then buying because the family's growing, Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group is the man to call. So give him a call if you're looking for an all-around real estate agent with experience and just a great down-to-earth guy who can help you walk through the buying and selling process. So give Eddie Bader a call. 322-0662. Again, that number. 322-0662. Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. And with that, we have to hit this break. Be right back. Joey Clark. Clark. Oh, welcome back, folks, for our top story of the night, or just it's an interesting story. Opera teacher Van Halen, still just that guitar and drum. This is like one of the best rock songs ever. It's hard to beat. It's like the quintessential Van Halen song. Don't tell me jump is. <laughs> Like, seriously, if you're going to tell me Jump is Van Halen's best song, you can K-I-S-S my A-S-S. Like, no, get out of here. It was good when I was, like, five. Yeah, no, it's not a terrible song, but their killer song is this one. Maybe you can argue for, like, Panama or something, or don't give me Van Hagar either. I would take Panama over Jump. Jump starts wonderful. Right. I mean, it's got the greatest walk-up, and and the the opening is just tight and strong. But then it just kind of falls apart through the lyrics until it gets back to the chorus. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it doesn't do it for me. Well, and I like know, the song. I mean, well, don't get me wrong. I'm not knock Eddie Van Halen for, you know, wanting to branch out and do different instruments, these sort of things. But it's just, it's I like rocking Van Halen the more I, I go through their discography. But, gentlemen, this is a weird moment. It's not deja vu. It's I had a dream last night that I would get a call from a man named Calvin. It's almost like it's predestined to have <gasps> I would talk to Calvin. Hey, Calvin, how you doing this evening? Hey, doing great, fellas. Doing great. Great show, Joey. Thank you, sir. I wanted to uh, to pose a thought of that teacher. Um, wonder how that school board would handle or respond to the fact that she claimed to be, that she identified as a man, 
and she was just sending a picture of her well-developed pecs. Right. I, that's oh, a great argument. Wonderful point. Especially you know, if it's in New York State. I mean, they have very progressive laws up hey. there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so maybe uh, maybe she can come up with that idea and try that angle. I don't think that would uh, go over well with the way they're trying to pursue it, but they'd surely be stopped dead in their tracks and have to regroup a little bit, I think, with the climate the way it is nowadays. Right. That you, you're breaking one of the sins of uh, intersectionality, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'm a set. <laughs> well, I appreciate the call and the thought, Calvin. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Joey. Great show. Thank you, sir. Uh, and I, I think Calvin does bring up, uh, uh, I know he was joking, but a legitimate right. point is is where does this end, and, and how can you... That's what I don't get about them fighting this on the basis that she's being discriminated. Right. She's as saying, a what you can, I, like, I right now could send out photos of me without my shirt on, and Aww, I don't think too many do people would. Day. People would. No, I don't. <laughs> people might be weirded it's, out by, why are your nipples so small? But nobody, been, would, nobody would really be impressed or shocked, or it wouldn't be much talk of the town if Joey was shirtless. I'm like, yeah. It's whatever. been three days since he sent me one, Seth, so. But uh, that was incompetent, symbol, dude. You were a symbol. That was like a baby. Stop trying to flatter me. That was incompetent, sir. But I've been showing you my gains, brother, brother, and you're not going to share all that with the people. But then, I mean, to argue on the other side of this point, though, Mm -hmm. if there is a handbook on right, what you know, you're you can and cannot do in or out of your workplace. Yes. And you violate that. If you violate it, then right. I mean there has to be consequences. Yes, and I, you know I think because that's you can't say, "Well, I was only molesting children," and what? I'm going to the nth degree. <laughs> I was only molesting children when I wasn't at school. I never molested anybody that I taught. Right. You well, can't well, let that go. And illegal activities completely I think, different, different deal. But yeah, I want, I want to move on from this subject though because thank you. I wish her well, but I don't know how well her case will do. And I don't think she should be judged for what she does on her personal time. Right, especially when she's the one who's been professional wrong. career. She didn't put this out. Somebody, an ex, a bitter ex did it. Oh, so gross. So nasty. Anyway, you know, we talk about how technology is not only changing the moral conversation, political conversations, but I've always said that when I see the argument over climate change, I try not to get too bogged down in the science. Now, I think there's plenty of room for discussion, but let's be honest. Most people talking about climate change are not well-versed in climate science. They're just not. There right. might be a few, like, well-known or well-versed scientists, but most people aren't. Yeah. So Al-, Al Gore was not and Rich this, Thomas. And this is what's a shame about climate change, is it's not about the science. The science is used as a bludgeon, a pretentious bludgeon, to say, these are the political solutions we need. Which, oh, and by the way, the political solutions we need kind of look like the political solutions we've wanted, you know, for a century or so from the left. We just now have climate change as the excuse to take on capitalism and these sorts of things. But I've always said, I'll accept your arguments that climate change is a problem, potentially. We've pumped a lot of carbon into the atmosphere with modern living. And hairspray. And maybe that has a, a heating effect. Fine. But I always thought the solution to that isn't a central plan on a global level necessarily, or a national level, or a government plan at all. The solution will be innovation. 
Now, that innovation might come in the form of so-called green renewables. If they can have as much energy density at an effective cost, I'm all for all sorts of things. Bring on electric cars. Bring on all sorts of new technologies. Hey, I got one for you. Fancy air, uh, air conditioning. Instead of 134, they've got uh, 1234, which is good for the environment. Yeah. Don't get me started. Southernwood's not impressed, Seth. <laughs> so, a new innovation's come around, and it's backed by fossil fuel companies. Uh-oh. Listen to this. The headline in the BBC, Climate Change, Magic Bullet Carbon Solution Takes Big Step. Came out today this article. A technology that removes carbon dioxide from the air has received significant backing from major fossil fuel companies. British Columbia-based carbon engineering has shown that it can extract CO2 in a cost-effective way. It has now been boosted by $68 million in new investment from Chevron, Occidental, and coal giant BHP. But climate Campaigners are worried that the technology will be used to extract even more oil. Well, isn't the problem with extracting the oil and then burning it off is that it emits carbon, CO2, into the atmosphere. And if we're extracting that carbon, that shouldn't the solution be extracting the carbon out of the air to keep the, what was it, the IPCC or whatever, said we need to keep it at about 1.5 degrees Celsius in that range from any sort of move. That's what they wanted with the Paris Climate Accord. So these guys are saying, yeah, we can do that with this new tech. But the climate activists are still worried, which is interesting and reveals this isn't about solving the problem. Well, it's about solving the problem in a particular way that gives governments a lot of control to be more equitable and fair. It's why the Green New Deal has all this crap about gender and racial justice, which... If you want to have a conversation about that stuff, we can have a conversation about it, but what the hell does that have to do with climate change? Now, this is about finding a solution to a problem that doesn't exist and then forcing the solution on us, convincing us that there is a problem. Right. Well, again, the quest for this technology for carbon dioxide removal from the air received significant scientific endorsement last year on the publication of the IP. PCC report on keeping the rise in global temperatures to 1.5 degrees Celsius this century. In their summary for policymakers, the scientists stated that, quote, all pathways that limit global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius with limited or no overshoot project uh, project the use of carbon dioxide. Uh, um, okay, whatever. It's scientific babble. Around the world, a number of companies are racing to develop this technology. There's one company in, it's a Swiss company, Climeworks, is already capturing CO2 and using it to boost vegetation production and vegetables in particular for consumption. Carbon Engineering says that it can direct air capture, pro- its air capture process and now able to capture the gas for under $100 a ton. And with new funding, it, pan- it plans to build its first commercial facilities. And it gets a little complicated, but it's fascinating that they're essentially now able to do this. And why do the fossil fuel companies like it? Well, because if you can extract CO2, you can make liquid fuel. It's complicated, but it can be done. 
The captured CO2 is mixed with hydrogen that's made from water and green electricity. It's then passed over a catalyst at 900 degrees Celsius to form carbon monoxide. Adding in more hydrogen to the carbon monoxide turns into what is called synthesis gas, which can be used in, well, they claim, in things like vehicles and jets and whatnot. And it's also used to find more oil. So how have environmentalists reacted? Some climate campaigners are positive about the development of direct air capture technology. I actually tip my hat to those folks. You're worried about this problem. You see this new potential solution. And good. You've actually been operating in good faith. But others are saying, hmm. They're worried it's going to prolong the fossil fuel era. It's a huge concern. We need to be working together to figure out how we move away completely from fossil fuel. That's our moral and economic challenge, but these technologies provide a false hope that we can continue to depend on fossil fuels and produce and burn them, and technology will fix it. We are way past that point! Knight said, way past that point! Because there's an exclamation mark at the end of this. How is that a moral challenge? Well, the... This is my point. It's this new excuse. The sky is falling excuse. And the only way to fix it is control other people and change the very fabric of our civilization. That's pretty unique in human history. Does it have its problems? Yes. Could it come crashing down? Yeah. But that doesn't mean you bring it crashing down to the ground yourself. That's what I get the sense from some of these folks over there. They're worried about this issue. Now, will this completely pan out? I don't know. I don't think the people running this completely know. But this is my general point. It is always innovation, new technology or innovation and ideas that helps us going forward. That's the way we've always solved our, well, not always, but that's the way we've solved our problems to an incredible degree in the last 200, 300 years. And that is the way forward. As much freedom as possible so good ideas can be tested in competition, come to the top, and everybody goes, yep, it's kind of like when women pick the man they want to date or potentially marry. Let them compete. Let's see which guy's the best. And then the guy decides, well, are you worth me? In a way, to put it blunt and crudely. But we need that freedom in order to innovate. And the idea that we're going to create a central plan that picks winners and losers through a political process, not necessarily through a process of what's most effective and most innovative, is the wrong way to go. And we'll probably make our environment and our economy and our society much worse off. So I, when I saw this today, I loved it. Because it is kind of flying in the face of the prevailing wisdom that you must, you must, you must not only accept the climate science, you denier, you must also accept our economic models and our political solutions. And the government is going to tell us how to do this. And they're so good at fixing problems. Right. They never make them worse, ever. Well, and the word that came to my mind, and I, you know, I like fancy words at times, but when I was, when I read some of the stuff, like... It's not necessarily the message. Like I said, you can almost salvage. If you were really worried about the climate changing, fine. Let's talk. But if you're coming in, like, I I know what the answer is, too. And it means you giving up a lot of your freedoms and the weird way of life. You need to sell people on that. And it's just utter, this is the fancy word, poppycock. <laughs> it's 
poppycock, folks. And that's what they're spewing out of D.C., not CO2, but poppycock and balderdash. And a lot of asshattery and nincompoopery, too. You ding-dongs. Good Lord. Well, my, my question is, what, what separates the planet Earth from all the other planets around us that don't have any life on them? Don't give me this bullcrap about there's life on Mars. That's BS. What do we have that they don't have? Oxygen. Mm -hmm. Where do we get oxygen from? Class. Anyone? Anyone? Trees. Mm -hmm. Grass. Mm -hmm. The majority of it, where does it come from? phytoplankton okay how do they turn how do they make oxygen they use carbon dioxide what do trees breathe joey do you remember your plant biology class carbon dioxide what does grass breathe is that how that swiss what company does is creating more vegetables <gasps> Oh, what do they breathe? They breathe in carbon dioxide. They take it in through their leaves and they give off oxygen. That keeps our oxygen. So if you get rid of all the carbon dioxide, all the trees and plants are going to die. I say kill the whales. Eat more plants. You know, I like this. You might be a blue-collar type of guy, salt of the earth, but you I, you could be a great middle school teacher. You really would, But man. before you sign up, actually, Seth, I need to show you this uh, yoga pants photo of uh, Southern Wood. Oh, man! Oh, man! I don't think he could ever teach. Yeah. At least not young you children. You were a little happy in that photo. There was a big thing. I thought about this as a freaking teenager. There was a big thing about save the whales, save the whales, save the whales. Right. I mean, have I don't know if y'all have even heard this, but that was the... I mean, that was I the, vaguely remember. It, that yeah. was the catastrophe yeah. that was fixed to happen to the entire planet. All the it's whales were going to die. Mm -hmm. Now, all the whales are fine. And then I got to thinking, I was like... Not now, Japan has anything to say about it. Whales eat millions of pounds of phytoplankton every day. Millions of pounds. Down with the world. They produce... Phytoplankton produces 70% of the oxygen that we breathe in. Whales are killing the world. I say Down kill the whales. whales. Kill them. Down with whales. <laughs> or maybe we could step back and say, hey, you know, God invented this planet. Y'all can't think, y'all ain't bad enough to destroy it. No, it's going to take best. care of itself. Did you, you may We may destroy ourselves. By the way, and this is a teaser. But we're not going to destroy the planet. This is a teaser, I think, for tomorrow. We only have 20 seconds left. Did you see what Butt oh, Guy man. said? Butt Guy? Yeah. Uh, Butt Gig, the mayor from South Bend, running for president uh -uh. for the Democrats. Did he say something else? <laughs> no, he said that uh, based on Donald Trump's actions, I find it hard to believe he believes in God. And honestly, I think the Democratic Party has left God out of the public square too long. I don't understand that. Wow. It's Big words. Food for thought and conversation, but not tonight. Another night. Thank you all for joining me, and thank you all for listening. I'll be back tomorrow.